When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. I'm Aaron McMahon. Zook looking, he's, he's looking like a, a boss over here. They got the... Oh, I got my dress shirt on v- here. V- I, neck, it's warm uh, here. It's like 75 it degrees warm. in this pod. They're trying to sweat us out. Yes. So yep. I don't want to, when I do a preview video in a few minutes after this, I don't want to be just sweating through my dress shirt. So, smart. Smart. Know, just let the guns out there out a little bit. And sure. then... Uh, well, it's a good thing it's a podcast, not a video cast. Yes, right? I don't know. I think people would like to see what I'm rocking right now. I mean, this is a... yeah. It is game week here <laughs> uh, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. The, the season is here. Saturday night, they will host Middle Tennessee State. The Blue Raiders come to Ann Arbor uh, for a primetime kickoff, 7.40 p.m. I think it's when Toe will meet Leather. Uh, you can watch it on BTN. Um, yeah, it's here. You guys excited? Yeah, I'm excited for football. Like I, I was just telling Ryan the other day, like I feel like we've been writing the same stuff over and over for the last few months. And at this point, like there aren't a ton of mysteries with this team, so I'm ready to actually see some actual football here. We talked about this a little bit last week. Like, I mean, it's been praised pretty much for everyone around. I even asked Harbaugh yesterday. I'm like, is there any position group or anyone that's you're looking for more from? And he's like, well, I think just generally we want to just get better and use this practice week to get better. So, I mean, it's like – yeah, you say that, but then everyone everyone else is saying how how glowing the reviews have been throughout camp. So I'm ready to see some actual football on the field where we can kind of analyze and see what <laughs> what this new offense is like. I mean, if, is this defense if, if it, has the defense changed at all since last year? Like, actually, see some tangible evidence. You you're done talking about football. You want to watch some football. Yeah, I'll watch some football. Yeah, but good. we're going to talk about football right now. Yeah, at least for you know, a half hour minutes, or so. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into the, the game itself, but I want to go big picture to start with, you know, season predictions. We mm-hmm. haven't officially done that in podcast form yet. Um, but Aaron, you did you did put it in writing uh, on MLive.com slash Wolverines uh, earlier this week, I guess yesterday. Um, yeah, a few different things, you know, some individual player predictions uh, and then and then some season ones. Uh, so you've got Michigan going uh, 11 and one mm-hmm. in the regular season. You've got them beating Ohio State, but you've got a loss to Notre Dame. Dame. Okay. Yeah. You've got them getting into the Big Ten that has them winning the Big Ten, uh, East getting to the championship game, winning that, uh, to be then, uh, 12 and one, but getting snubbed for the playoff. Oh, yes. And all, all you wrote was, uh, the committee controversially chooses Georgia. 
Instead, you didn't mention who your other three teams were, oh, had, no. that, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm asking you now, though, had you given that thought to who? Yeah, who oh, yeah, I figured it was assumed just because the, the, the lack of parity in college football. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Alabama and Clemson will both be there. Okay. And then Oklahoma. Okay. So uh, yeah. I think two SEC teams get in. I just think, and, um, you know, I think the Big Ten this year, when you look up and down the conference, I think it'll be good. I don't think there will be a ton of standout teams. I think you're going to see a lot of eight, nine win teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do think just like last year with Northwestern in the West, I think the team that comes out of the West is probably going to be an eight, another eight win team. And it's so bottled up there. It could go any way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the East is going to come down to, again, Ohio State and Michigan. I, I do think, and I, I think I wrote this on MLG.com, this is Michigan's best chance, I think, to do it. And I think they do it this year. The offense um, fits what they have right now on the roster. Um, you know, they got the, their, the scheme seems to make sense to me. Um, I, I give Don Brown the benefit of the doubt when it comes to the defense. I think they'll be fine. Um, I do think Michigan beats Ohio State. I think they win 11 games. I think Ohio State wins like 10. I think they trip up at some point this mm-hmm. year. There's just too many um, different variables with that program, new coaching staff, new quarterback, a lot of unknowns there, just like with Michigan. Don't get me wrong. There are a ton of unknowns in Michigan as well. But I think Michigan is positioned best right now since they since Jim Harbaugh has been here and if they're going to do it this is either they, they have to do it Shea Patterson doesn't come back next year granted they, they will have Dylan McCaffrey but they're going to lose a ton of line offensive linemen I suspect Nico Collins and Donovan Peoples-Jones both go to the NFL at the end of the year so they're going to have a lot of holes to fill um, this is the year I, I think they they do it and this year I think they have to do it um, Ryan we will get to your picks in a moment and mine too if you guys don't mind okay, I mean, absolutely. We'll see. but okay so you've I mean you've got uh, I, I wasn't expecting you to have, you know, gone through uh, every major conference team in the country, their entire <laughs> no. schedule, and predicting records no, and things no. like that. Um, but I mean, that would be a non-champion getting right, in right. over a Michigan right. champion. Right. I mean, did you did you give thought to who that would be, whether it be Georgia or it Alabama? It would be Georgia. Yeah, I, I Georgia think, would be I, the non-champion. I think Alabama will obviously win the conference again. I, I think they're the, 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 the you know go, going away favorite. Um, Georgia. Looks very good this year. I think they they have the opportunity. Look, look if you look, pay, pay. and they play Notre Dame this year, so they, they have a win over Notre them. So I wasn't sure if that Correct. was if Notre Correct. Dame was one of your teams was going to be in this thing. Correct. So, so I, I think I th- and we've seen this in the past with the playoff. They, they've given credence to the SEC, and they give they often give that conference a benefit of do- benefit of the doubt when it comes to one loss teams or non conference champions. Um, and we've seen the, seen this in the past. We saw it last year with Ohio State. Now, granted, they had they had, uh, they had two losses when they won the Big Ten, but still. I, I do think I, th- I think Michigan hasn't shown enough long term to warrant themselves uh, the benefit of the doubt when it comes to the playoff. Um, so I, I think they win eleven games. I don't. I think Ohio State goes ten and two or nine and three again. Uh, and I think Michigan jumps those hurdles, but they don't get to the playoff. Sure. Okay. I'm going to give my picks now because I think it transitions nicely off All of right. Aaron Day hey, because sure. right. I also have Michigan going eleven and one with a win over Ohio State. I kind of have – I'm not sure where that other loss is going to come, but if I had to pick it, I, I was going to say at Penn State. Mm-hmm. Although reading Aaron's, it, um, it kind of makes more sense matchup-wise than might be Notre Dame right. would be the loss there. But uh, whatever, I'll stick I with don't, Penn I just State. don't think Penn State is going to be as good as some folks think. I think – to be in this again, this is my opinion. I think Michigan State has the opportunity to be better than Penn State this year. Mm-hmm. So I, I – No, I, overall, I, I don't yeah. disagree with that. I just – I do think Penn State could be a team that has some some high highs and some sure. low lows. Yeah. You know, they could, yeah. they could just catch somebody um, – you know, and that game, that game is in Happy Valley and it things is, like that. Right. Um, I guess I just I see a loss for Michigan is my point, as you do, and I see them getting to that Big Ten championship as you do. I see them winning that game as you do. My where we differ playoff. is that I think Michigan would make the playoff, um, and we can argue about this. Your points were, were valid, 
I don't think that a, uh, you know, Apple's, if you got two one loss teams and Michigan is a conference champion mm-hmm. and that SEC loser, Georgia, and, and you know, your case, and I, I think I'd agree there, uh, is, is, is not, you got that champion also with one loss. I think Michigan would get it on. First, I, I don't especially think with, that the, the, with the schedule they're playing this year. I mean, I, I don't think you can look at the Michigan schedule and be like, Oh yeah, they had a cakewalk through any part of the schedule this year. I think sure. uh, even their non-conference teams, army and Notre Dame are legitimate opponents too. So if you win the, uh, well, the key I, here, the key here is, is at the end of the year, going back and looking at how good those teams at end of were, mm-hmm. I, I think top to bottom, I, like I said before, I think the big town would be good. I, I, but I think the SEC will be, and typically, if you ask most not, most unobjective objective observers, at the end, I think most folks would say top to bottom, the SEC is a stronger conference than the Big Ten. Maybe not. Maybe you disagree with me, and that, that's fine. But I think historically, when, when we look at the playoff committee and how they look at things, they have typically valued the SEC um, higher than the Big Ten. So I, I guess we'll see. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I think most Michigan fans would probably hope I'm wrong, but. I don't know. Yeah, no. So, I, I mean, I, I, I hear you. Um, so, I would have Alabama and Clemson and Michigan. And then that fourth spot uh, is tricky. I, I, I'm also leaning towards, you know, the the Big 12 because um, I just don't see the Pac-12 necessarily having no. a, a team in there. And, um, you know, Notre Dame, I, I think we'll have – I think Michigan will will beat them. Or if not, you know, they've, they've got to go to Georgia. Um, so, yeah, I think they'll take some losses. So, uh but I think Texas might be the team that I, that I think out of the Big 12, you know, kind of a, a wild card pick there. But, uh, Ryan, what, what do you think and what is your big prediction for Michigan season and then, you know, your four, four playoff teams? So I'm, I'm going to go 10-2. and two, So okay. I think I think they also beat Ohio State. Um, but I just see with this looking at their schedule, I don't know exactly where, but I feel like it's going to be hard to continue a high level of play all season without having to slip up. I mean, I mean the Army game, that's you have a bye week after that going into Wisconsin, but still – it's going to be a, a difficult change going and going all the way to Madison. I think that's a potential loss there. Even like Iowa at home, Iowa always seems to play Michigan tough. Uh, I so I think they'll win like one, or two of those. Penn State's. I mean, obviously their last trip to Happy Valley did not go very well. Um, Notre Dame's going to be a tough opponent. So I mean, I think they beat Ohio State and Michigan State, but I think they get two losses somewhere else. Um, don't know exactly where, but I think out of those games, there's there's a potential for a couple losses there. Look, I don't think... Commit to games, Ryan. We <laughs> did. I don't think Wisconsin is going... I, I think they'll be in the mix in the Big Ten West, but I do think that, that Big Ten opener at Wisconsin September 21st mm-hmm. is going to be tough for Michigan. I think that's going to be a telltale sign of where this offense is at this point and where this team is. Um, but that's that's a per, that, that, that's a possible right there possibility of, of losing. If Wisconsin is able to t- control possession and Jonathan Taylor is able to get a few holes, and, and I mean that defensive line is still going to be inexperienced at that point in the season, um, it will, I think that's going to be a, a tough matchup for Michigan. But um, I, I so yeah, I don't see them uh, making it to uh, the Big Ten championship game or winning it. Um, but I, I, I think they're one of the top teams in the country. I just looked at their schedule, and there's just so many opportunities to slip up. That it's hard to go through that slate and not not right, have right. any slip up. So I mean, it's tougher. I, Alabama and Georgia have proven that they can do it. So yes, I think they'll be back in there. Um, I think of the Big Ten champion. I, that's I don't know who that's going to be. So I don't really want to commit to having a Big Ten team in there. I think the Pac-12 with Oregon with Justin Herbert back and and if they can get by uh, Auburn week one, that's a potential. Uh, that's a potential playoff team there and then i like oklahoma um making it as well for oh, what three four straight years though 
yeah. they would have made it. So I'm doing a little bit different there. And Big Ten gets held out again. Yeah, I, I don't be surprised if and we've seen this. We saw this last year. That the the way the committee values the Big Ten, I don't think is on the same you know platform as as the SEC. Um, I think the Big Twelve has made strides in recent years. You, you've obviously with Oklahoma. Um, and I think you're right. I think Texas will be in the mix again this year. I think a couple of outside observers have Texas in the final four as well. Um, but Michigan, they've got to prove they belong there. You know, it's one thing to go 10 and two like they did last year and, and, and show that you can win a lot of games, but you got to win the big games and they've got to show that they can do that. And I was tempted. I almost gave them loss against Ohio State. So I, I, I thought about it for a while. I mean, last year I picked them to beat Ohio State. I think as many others did. I think many Ohio State fans did as well. They didn't think they'd beat Michigan, and, and you saw what happened. So Michigan has to show that they can beat Ohio State. Um, I just it's hard uh, to pick a November thirtieth game it uh, is. before it August thirtieth. Okay, is. so surprisingly, the but, one but, game I feel really confident about is Michigan being Michigan State. I just don't think mm-hmm. Michigan State's offense is going to be able to to store enough points. Um, and if yeah. Michigan's offense is able to do what it wants to do this season, I think they should be able to, to get by on that one. But yeah, I disagree. That, I mean, I'm not saying I'm picking right. Michigan to win that game now, but right. I think I think Michigan State is a team to, to fear this year uh, in the Big Ten for sure. But let me – so you had Alabama, Clemson, Oregon, yes. and, and – uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. And Oklahoma. Okay. So we all – we have a consensus on Alabama uh, and Clemson. Uh, you both have uh, Oklahoma. I have Texas there in the Big 12. Um, and then uh, Michigan, Georgia – in Oregon mm-hmm. for the for the four uh, the four spot there um, for all of us. I yeah, think it's, it's yeah. I think I think I initially said George. I meant Clemson when I first said those. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I, I, I meant Clemson. Yeah, all right, yeah. So we're, and I think largely, you know, say Michigan was say Michigan doesn't win ten or eleven game eleven games and gets snubbed from the playoff. I think most maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Michigan fans listening can chime in, but I think most of you would probably take that. Would you? You would take an eleven win season, the Big Ten championship. And maybe a Rose Bowl. I think. I think at this point in juncture, with with the lack of success Jim Harbaugh has had in terms of you know big scope of success, no championships, not getting there, I think that would be the next step for this program is, is winning big ten. Whether or not you win the playoff, I think at this point doesn't matter. I think well, that's you how they're to a certain extent. Right, agree, you know so you'd be right. upset. Right. You'd be frustrated. You were denied the chance at the national championship or whatever. But um, you know, especially depending on how Alabama and Clemson look again this year, right. if they get to wait, mm-hmm. well, geez, we can at least win our final game and. Right. Uh, yeah, that was we, a possibility last year too. If Michigan beat Ohio State, that was—I mean, people yeah, were saying the that he, they might be number five and left out too. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, there could be that could be a repeat scenario this year. But obviously, they have to get by, get to that point. At, they got it. Yeah, they got to yeah. handle their schedule. And lucky for them, luckily for them, they've they've got their more you know the, the better opponents generally are at home. I mean, Michigan State we talked about. You know, Notre Dame is at home. Ohio State's at home. Uh, it's difficult, but it's it's manageable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I mean, just to play devil's advocate on, on myself, on all of us, I guess, given that we all did pick Michigan to beat Ohio State. I just find it funny that it's, you know, it's the year that a lot of people are saying, well, this, and I've said it too, this this seems like the year, right? This, if they're going to do it, they got to do it this year. You know, Ohio State's still ranked ahead of Michigan in these preseason polls. Well, keep in mind. You know, they're still considered the better team to right. a certain extent right I, now. I, yeah, you're going, um, all, keep on, I remind Ryan this, preseason polls are, and this is, you know, this is how I voted at least, but it's a combination of what they did last year, mm-hmm. what they have coming back, and, and kind of, you know, the preseason media polls. There's a lot of stuff that's taken into account. So where someone has Ohio State or Michigan or whoever in the preseason poll, at least in my opinion, isn't necessarily where I think they're going to end up. It's gotcha. where they start at the beginning of the year. 
So where I, I think at the end of the year, I think Michigan does end up ahead of Ohio State. And I think, um, you know, and I, I think I had Clemson. I have Clemson number one, I think, in my AP poll start. I think I think Alabama is probably the, the favorite to win the national championship again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so keep in mind, those polls are very, in my opinion, they're different from where you think they're going to end up to where they are right now. Yeah, I think people handle them differently yeah. or whatever. Um, you know, you've got, you know, Michigan's got that game at home too. So that, that factors yeah. in. I'm just saying Justin Fields, yeah, they're replacing, uh, you know, uh, record-setting quarterback, and they're bringing, you know, it's fair to say it's an unknown. He hasn't been a starter before, but, man, he was the number two right. overall recruit in the country in his class. Uh, you know, he's extremely talented. He's definitely more of a runner than Haskins was. Um, I mean, he could be really, really good and just kind of plug in. He's got a lot of talent around him. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Now, they don't have the depth at certain positions that Michigan has, you know, mm-hmm. including a quarterback. Uh, they really would be in trouble uh, if he went down. But, um you know, as opposed to Michigan, Michigan has some some other guys there, but it's yeah, yeah it's overall they're very talented, and uh, you know you can certainly it's just kind of interesting that we're all saying this is the year. A lot of folks been making a lot a lot about Michigan's depth at quarterback, and, and granted that it's it, it's it is deep and everything else, but that I think bodes more toward the future. You can, there's only one football, only one quarterback can play at a time, well, but injuries. So, I mean, injury is where right, it you can't predict right, that. Right, so if, right. if Michigan, you know if. I'm just saying, if Michigan, you know, if Patterson goes down and Fields goes down, like Michigan's in They'd be better much position. better shape than, right. than Ohio State. But last thing I wanted to ask you is, sure. who do you think has a better chance of making the playoffs, Michigan or the New York Mets? <laughs> you got to pick one team right now. That's a wow. That's a great question. Um, yeah, so I wonder if you look. Mets what, are two games. You, you probably look at the odds on this too right now. Um, New York has a thirty. Something percent chance. I'll say. I'll say that. I'll say the Mets have a better chance to make the playoffs. And you've also got more you've, body you've work. Got, to you've like, got that opportunity yeah. to get those. You know, you just so such a small margin for error to get into the college football playoff. Um, yeah. Shoot, Aaron's got him with only one slip up, and they don't get in. I so. think Urban Meyer said it best the other day when he was asked about Michigan on the college on the Fox Sports pregame show. He said, "You know, college football now is like." is like the final four you lose and you're like, you're done. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, like you said, there's, there's little room for error. You've got to win every game that's put in front of you. And if you do lose one, then you got to count on others to, to do the same. Right, Otherwise right. you're out. Right. Um, but yeah, the other, the other interesting thing, you know, from, from, as we're talking to these playoff teams, I just want to mention, you know, army. Okay. Their schedule is such that if they could beat Michigan somehow, which would be a huge upset. Yeah. But, you you know, you you threw them in there with, uh, yeah. with Notre Dame as one of, you know, Michigan's tough non-conference schedule, and rightfully so. They've got second longest uh, winning streak in the country uh, ne- next to Clemson, the national champs. Uh, if they can somehow beat Michigan, I mean, the schedule is laid out there for them to go 12-0. and 0. Now, given who they play there, I don't think Oof, just, I just, just, a road, just a road win over Michigan would be enough. It would have no. to be real crazy. I mean, you saw to, UCF, to get, I mean, yeah. right? Yeah, UCF had some. Oof, yeah. But they didn't. They didn't even have that marquee mm-hmm. regular season win. Unless they would need to blow out every team in Michigan but to win their all the rest of their games. Here's by the like thing, too. Points. At the time, so, okay, so you, you guys are speculating. So, you know, just <laughs> theorizing that Army beats Michigan. I mean, so in week two, in our and at the time, Michigan's you know ranked seventh. They're ranked seventh yeah, yeah, right sure. now. But you know. They lose. Michigan loses then, but then you know what if they lose later in the season to Wisconsin? They, I mean, the the, the oh, win yeah, at the sure. time doesn't look it doesn't look as yeah, great. No, at the well, end like of Ryan it. said, they'd have Michigan would have to go on a roll too. And again, yeah. I'm not saying just to get to the, forget if they get in the playoffs, it still would be cool. I mean, it's still 
interesting be, to have right. an undefeated team right. potentially, right. but you know, in the mix, uh, I'm just saying yeah. to something, to, something to watch out for, but um, yeah, I mean, there are certainly uh, um, you know, plenty of other uh, you know, playoff contenders, uh, you know, very good teams. We didn't mention, we didn't met, you know, the, the, there's a, there's another SEC West team that didn't, you know, this is in the mm-hmm. top 10, that's LSU. But I guess when you're, when you're in Alabama's division, you're not going to get, uh, you know, too, too much love there. Uh, you know, none of us, well, you have, you have Oregon out yeah. of the, out of the pac 12. That is, uh, that'll be interesting. That yeah. would be interesting. If they, if they can beat Auburn, I mean, Washington yeah, can stay healthy. Washington and Utah are more of the, uh, you know, more popular picks in that Washington, another school with a, with a Georgia transfer, uh, that'll be starting a quarterback. Um, for them so yeah it's uh it starts it starts this week i mean it kind of started last week kind of you had that you had the two games the one the one you know sort of high profile matchup with miami and florida but um you know this is this is where it really starts uh um you know across the country so um yeah let's we can talk a little more michigan specific uh as it relates to uh you know middle tennessee um yeah. middle tennessee is uh not particularly uh the expectations are not too high for them um you know their best their best player uh was their quarterback last year the coach's son yeah. four-year starter yeah. he's gone um he put up some big numbers I put was up some huge up. numbers um and it's just unclear who's necessarily going to replace him um a starter hasn't uh, necessarily been named they've got you know some juco transfers that are that are in the mix um so we'll see uh but it also sounds like the coach stock still is he hasn't released a depth chart yet either, so I think he's trying to play the mystery game, just like Jim Harbaugh likes to do at Michigan. So right. I don't know how much of that is they haven't figured it out compared to they just don't want the public to know yet. Right, right. Yeah, no, and he was asked about it yesterday. You know, he said, the stock still says watching the video. You know, he said, we haven't figured out some of these oh. things yet either, and, you know, but we also don't have to put it out there. You know, they didn't, so we didn't. He wasn't – he didn't – I didn't read into his comments as well, you know, they're being – you know, they're doing gamesmanship. We don't like it, so we're going to do it too. I think he's probably like, whatever. I mean, it's not a huge deal, and fine, we won't pull one out either. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're a, they're a you know, 30 plus point uh, underdog for a reason. Um, yes. But yeah, the, 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 you know, a couple things that I guess, uh, you know, either players, position groups, uh, just something on the football field, you know, a couple things that, you know, you'll be keeping your eye on, will be interested to see in Saturday's game. My normal thing is who's going to get the most snaps at running back. Okay. How how they're going to divvy up the the carries for, uh, to me, the the three main guys leading the way right now. And uh, actually main two, Zach Charbonnet and uh, True Wilson, I think are going to get the bulk. And we're going to see if if, if Zach Charbonnet can emerge as kind of that number one bet. I think True Wilson will probably get the upper hand at first, but if Charbonnet can show more explosiveness and uh, big playability more than True Wilson, I think they might lean on him a little bit more moving forward. But well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you can give us another one, but I this is the time to swing it to Aaron because a name you didn't mention is his prediction. I saw yeah, for I saw, eventually yeah. the number right. one running yeah. back, but you might not disagree with how Saturday plays. No, out, I, I think right now True is the number one guy. He's, mm-hmm. he's proven himself. I think the coaching staff is comfortable with what he can do. It, it, by the end of the year, is he the number one guy taking most of the snaps? I don't think so. It's going to be either, I think, Chris, I think it's going to be Christian Turner, but I think Jack Charbonnet's got a shot as well. The coaching staff really likes Turner. Um, they, they spoke highly of him a lot last, like, 
at like the end of last season and going into the Peach Bowl. He practiced a ton with the, with the first team, taking first team snaps. You saw him a little bit uh, in, in the Peach Bowl do some things. I think he's a perfect fit for this offense in terms of his style and speed. The issue is whether he's 100% healthy. He's been health, he's been injured and banged up a lot the last six months or so. Um, it sounds like he's healthy and he's, he's been practicing. So I think uh, I think all three are going to get carries on Saturday. Uh, how it's going to be sure. divvied up, how it's going to be shown, we'll see. I'm, I'm, cur- I'm curious to see as well. That's like the, to me, that's the number of question on the offensive side, other than what the offense actually looks like. I think we mm-hmm. know what it's going to, we have an idea. Um, at the same token, too, I don't think we're going to see everything either just because it's week one, it's Middle Tennessee State. Right. Oh, Our oh. submission revert back to fullback dives with Ben Mason just for the fun. <laughs> Technically, um, Mason still is listed as a fullback as well, fullback and a defensive lineman. So I think you might see him on occasion. Uh, I don't think you're going to see him nearly as often as you saw <laughs> last year. So. Um, well, obviously, yeah, there's just clearly interest in that running back position. That was, a, that was a good thing to look out for. Is there is there another another individual player position group just item got, of the game? I've I, got a guy, and I'm going to write about him later this week. Uh, he's a guy we've talked about the last couple of years. His name has come up constantly at wide receiver, Tariq Black. Uh, he's healthy by all accounts. Uh, from play, his team, We haven't spoken to him in, gosh, about a year now. Uh, yeah, this time last year, right before he, he fractured his other foot. Um, but his teammates have talked highly of him, you know, um, Yesterday, uh, we had yesterday we had uh, Levert Hill was talking mm-hmm. him up. Uh, you know his teammates have talked him up. Jim Harbaugh said he's 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 doing great in practice. Uh, his speed. I'm curious to see what his speed's like. You know he's fractured both feet now. Can he hold up? Can he be that type of guy we saw in, in the fall of 2017, that week one against Florida, where he literally looked like a game changer. You know he's making plays, uh, going up for balls. He was a true freshman. If he has that, any if he has most of what he had, then I think he he can be a quiet quietly. I think he could be a number three or number two uh, receiver. This this team, I mean, they're stacked at receiver. We all know it. Um, they're going to have options. Shea Patterson's going to have weapons to throw to. Uh, if Tariq Black can be the guy we saw two years ago, Michigan could could have in theory one of the best receiving cores in the country. Yeah. So that's uh, again Tariq Black, highly touted five star. I yeah. think you know mm-hmm. coming in as a freshman, Aaron mentioned his his good start, broke the foot, missed all of that. That season, uh, last year, broke it before the season started. Mm-hmm. Eventually came, came back. back late in the year. I feel like he made it. He technically played in six just, games. He was just sort of out there, yes. um, you know, for certain, uh, you know, for snaps now and then. Um, I can remember, I think, I think, I feel like his debut might have been at Michigan State. Right. But that might have even been wiped from the books when all is said and done. He, he got out there for a snap. Uh, but there was a, there was either a timeout called or a penalty. Yeah. It somehow the, the play never happened. <laughs> yeah. And when they, you know, went back to the sideline, rehuddled and came out, he was not out there. Uh, you know, they had a new, new personnel out there or whatever. So, um, yeah, in the end, uh, yeah, but even after yeah, that, four you know, catches on the, yeah. on the year was, was all he didn't he do much. So that, I, that he tells me one of two things, either he wasn't hundred percent yet. And they were just trying to get him out there or two, he just didn't. He didn't have the speed and, and explosiveness that he had to. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I, I all counts say he's good. Um, you know, I know he wants to get out there and show what he, you know, show what he did in twenty seventeen. Uh, but he's gonna be interesting to watch. Not only this week, but I think sure. moving forward. Um, yeah, I'll say you know the receivers in general too, which gets back to your point about what does the offense look like. You know, are they taking advantage of these playmakers? The speed and space uh, motto of new offensive coordinator Josh Gaddis. Um, you know, getting them the ball. Uh, you know, sort of early and often and then letting them uh, sort of do what they do. Again, that also gets back to the fact that Michigan isn't going to, you know, uh, throw the kitchen sink in middle Tennessee. I don't think, I don't think they'll have to, um, you know, I don't think you want to put necessarily, you know, you don't want to put your entire playbook uh, on film week one if you don't have to. Um, 
No. We didn't mention anything on the, the defensive side, I don't think. Well, but the one thing for know. me is is uh, the one guy is, is Vincent Gray, uh, redshirt freshman cornerback. Uh, Amory Thomas, obviously, his is, uh, status is questionable heading into into Saturday. And I mean, I don't know if even if he is healthy enough to play, it might be better off holding him out um, for a week. And that's going to be a lot of pressure on on a guy that doesn't have any uh, playing experience yet to to go out there and be the number two corner. Uh, obviously, playing alongside Levert Hill is is a benefit, but um, that's we'll see. I mean, coaches have have hyped him up all all, all spring and fall, but we'll see uh, how that translates to the game. Curious yeah, too, since we're on the defensive side, uh, the end rotation. You know, you got. I think it sounds like Quiddy Pay and Aiden Hutchinson are going to start, um, but you got that grad transfer Michael Dana from Central Michigan. Uh, all signs have been po- pointing him to point to him having a good sprint or excuse me, a good summer, a good off season. He's had a good camp. He's experienced. Uh, he's played a ton. He was a first team All Mac defensive end. So the guy knows what he's doing. He's a good pass rusher from all accounts. Uh, Michigan is going to emphasize pass rushing. They always have under Don Brown. Uh, so I'm curious to see what that looks like. It sounds like he's not going to start, but he's going to get in there. You know, who he plays for, or how the snaps are divided, I'm curious to see. Michigan's pretty good at the end spot. You know, we talk about the lack of depth on the line, and that's more interior than it is, you know, on the ends. Um, but I think Michigan has a chance to be very good uh, in pass rushing. So where Dana fits in, I'm curious to see as well. And uh, Middle Tennessee does have, you know, a, a star wide receiver, five foot nine, Ty Lee. Uh, you know, nearly 900 yards last year, nearly 1,000 yards a year before that. Um, so you figure, you know, Levert Hill can, mm-hmm. can take him, um, and then, you know, they'll figure, figure out the rest of it. But uh, uh, I feel like last year on the pod we often gave our game predictions here, score. But, you know, I say we got to give people a reason to, to watch our new, yes. uh, our new videos um, where the predictions will, will be on there, the score predictions. So I don't know, you know, I don't know. What you guys have submitted, and uh, I haven't submitted anything, but submitted it's, it's in my head. I, know I, I sent mine over, so you know, I, I guess I should have asked Ryan if he had already uh, made his, so he wasn't influenced by my prediction. But what are you going to do? Uh, uh, you'll never know. I'll never know. Well, I will <laughs> never know. Uh, but all right, again, Saturday, uh, seven forty p.m. But uh, there'll be plenty of content leading up uh, to kickoff on MLive.com and uh, and post game as well. So yeah. thanks for listening.